Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. A recent study has found that nearly two-thirds of hospital patients give the nation's top hospitals mediocre to poor ratings in online reviews. Joining us today to discuss this disparity between hospital success and patient satisfaction is Ron Harmon King, the CEO of Vanguard Communications. Ron is a 25-year veteran of healthcare management, marketing, PR, and communications technology for private and academic medical practices. Ron is the author of The Totally Wired Doctor, Social Media, the Internet, and Marketing Technology for Medical Practices, which is available on Amazon. And he is a frequent speaker at medical conferences in North America and Europe, a television commentator, and a video blogger for the website for physicians, MedPage Today. Ron, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mike. It's an honor to be with you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Vanguard Communications just to kick things off. I'd be happy to. We, we started in healthcare back in the 90s, uh, really before the Internet, and our main function back then was to promote private medical practices. And we started in the field of fertility, reproductive endocrinology, IVF practices, basically. Uh, and back then, uh, you could promote practices and drive patients to them by using the news media. And that was really what we did and focused on. We were uh, into getting uh, newspaper stories and TV coverage and so on for our, for our clients. Since then, of course, we have uh, all experienced the uh, rise of the Internet and we moved into websites and then social media, um, marketing and communications, and really patient education for our clients. And today we are also into process improvement. We have ventured into lean and, uh, and waste reduction and so on. Uh, and we are a generalist marketing management consulting and lean and process improvement firm these days. And, and primarily we work with with uh, private and academic medical practices. Thanks, Ron. Um, and as we kind of intimated in the opening, your, your organization has taken a look at um, some results available um, and sort of compared them uh, in terms of uh, the hospital ratings that all of our patient, all of our hospitals are, are used to, and the ratings that real patients give in online review sites. And of course, that's something new. Um, that, that hospitals are, are dealing with. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that study, why you initiated it, and what you were looking for? Of course. So we've been very interested in, in hearing more of the patient voice, and the Internet has really given patients the ability to have a voice for the first time in a way they've never had it before. We study uh, a lot of social media. We do a lot of research and studies on social media to find out what patients are thinking. So when we look at the uh, uh, social media that is now rampant across the Internet, you know, everybody's reviewing everything from their, their latest restaurant experience to where they stayed in hotels and resorts and now, of course, physicians and clinics and hospitals. Uh, so we have been looking for quite a few years through a number of studies at social media comments in general about the patient experiences, primarily, though, aimed at, uh, at physicians. Um, and we, we go to websites uh, where you can rate your doctor, and we, we uh, study the, the comments, and we count comments and categorize them and so on. 
Uh, and a little over a year ago, we looked at about 35,000 reviews of uh, mainly doctors, but it also included clinics and hospitals. Uh, and we had some really surprising findings in that. We learned actually that despite what a lot of people think, doctors tend to get far more good reviews than bad reviews. In fact, by a factor of two to one, patients are more likely to give their doctors online reviews of four and five stars than they are one and two stars. So 66% of these nearly 35,000 reviews were four and five stars, and only 32% were one and two star reviews. Uh, and, and mind you, that is, of course, for individual physicians, small clinics and, and practices, as well as the, the smallest to the largest hospitals. So that was kind of a shock. Um, and then we started thinking, you know, I wonder how hospitals would would rate if we looked at just those, and we looked at those that really had the best rankings uh, by by one measure or another. So we decided to look at the top 20 hospitals as ranked by U.S. News and World Report. And as you know, this is a big deal every year when these come out. So we took the 2017-2018 top 20 hospitals in U.S. News and World Report, and we looked at all their online reviews on the website Yelp.com. Yelp has become a real big uh, influence and factor in healthcare these days, and I think a lot of patients really rely on it for their healthcare decisions. So we found there were nearly 2,700 reviews of those 27 of those 20 hospitals. Uh, it actually turned out to be 2,679. And we went and read all those reviews, and we counted the complaints versus the um, the compliments, uh, and again, some very surprising findings. One of the main ones was that these top 20 hospitals earned a combined average rating of only 3.2 out of 5 stars, 3.2 out of 5 stars. So very sort of mediocre ratings, according to people who said they were patients at these hospitals. Um, and then another uh, rather surprising finding was that uh, of these 20 hospital ratings, we found that nearly two-thirds, 62.7% of the Yelp reviewers uh, rated them at only one to three stars. So nearly two-thirds were giving them mediocre to, to poor reviews. Um, and you would expect that the patients would be a little more supportive and pleased by their care at these hospitals, but uh, it was not the case in our findings. So Ron, what were the biggest causes of patient dissatisfaction? There were two or three major causes. A big one was long waits for doctors. Uh, another one was uh, billing. Uh, there were a lot of complaints about what people felt were, were billing errors, uh, overbilling. Uh, double billing was surprisingly a high number, uh, accounted for a high number of complaints. Um, and then there were uh, quite a few people who complained that they had worked out payment plans with the hospitals for their bills, for their portion of the bill, and then they were put into collections anyway. So uh, I think this is something that really has a lot of bearing in terms of hospital finance. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I can understand where hospitals really have to struggle to uh, make co collect on their bills, uh, and at the same time, it seems like there's a miscommunication, I think, between uh, billing and finance people and the end, end consumer in one way or another. And, and I'm not an expert in this area, but I do think that, that improved custom, customer service and communications would would have a, uh, a, a good impact on improving this problem. Um, and then the, the last issue that you hear over and over, not just for hospitals, but in, in healthcare in general, is 
bones. You know, we've come so far in healthcare technology and advancements in treatments, yet we still are dependent on this old technology called the telephone and over and over and over again in social media reviews of all healthcare providers, probably the number one complaint is unanswered phones, unreturned messages, um, being put on hold, those kinds of things. So I would say those were the top three areas. Yeah, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. Um, you know, medical providers are, are very much concerned with providing value around the healthcare that's delivered, but it's really the total experience when you think about it. And if patients are, are looking at healthcare like they look at any other maybe business that they do, um, you know, uh, transactions with, and and they they expect a positive experience across the entire continuum, not just for the few minutes that they're in talking with the doctor. Mike, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and I want to hasten to add that U.S. News & World Report does a wonderful service, uh, as do some of the other rating um, enterprises, Beckers and others, in really um, helping consumers learn more about what they can't see transparently. And that is the quality of care. You know, we as consumers can't possibly go around and have the same uh, injury or the same illness and have it treated by different doctors with enough frequency that we really have a scientific um, uh, view and assessment of the quality of care we're gonna, going to get from a provider or hospital. Uh, so these, these magazines and, um, and publications and online news sites that rank quality of care are really wonderful. I'm so happy they do it because that's the hardest part for us healthcare consumers to really ascertain. Uh, the, the more transparent part is what people really talk about in social media because it's it's just easier to see. Um, and and we found that that's the reason, no doubt, that 84% of the comments on healthcare providers and hospitals specifically in this particular study were uh, about uh, non-clinical issues, uh, customer service issues. Um, and so that's, I think, um, important to keep in mind that people will talk about those things more because it's easier for, for them to really grade in some way. But it also reinforces how important it is um, for healthcare providers to think about the total patient experience. And that includes you know, some of the simplest things, how people are greeted at, at reception desk, how quickly the phone is answered, how many transfers you get on a phone call, how, how easy it is to find parking, at a hospital and find your way around through the maze that hospitals often uh, put in front of, of patients. All those things matter too. And, and like it or not, we're in an age where I think consumers, and I'm going to use that word instead of patients, our patients are consumers. They consume healthcare. And they judge their experiences in hospitals in the same way they judge them at restaurants, hotels, resorts, banks. Any, any service organization, retail stores, all of those are, are judged the same way that now people, I think, judge their healthcare providers. So uh, the good news, I think, especially for, for hospitals who take on the most complex cases generally, is that these kinds of complaints are easily addressed and the customer service problems are easily remedied. Uh, you know, the hard part is uh, heart transplants and uh, hip replacements and uh, delicate surgeries, um, th that's the hard stuff of medicine. The easier part is really uh, the customer service, and, and I'm happy to see a lot more hospitals paying much more attention to that. 
And Ron, we talked a little bit offline about the idea of age caps and how that is really starting to play into how hospitals get paid. Um, and, and you address in your study a little bit about the correlation between, or maybe you point to another study that, that addresses the correlation between Yelp, which is what you looked at, and age caps. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'd be happy to. One phenomenon I see almost daily is the human tendency to not feel very good when somebody criticizes you publicly. Uh, and that's something I really relate to and can understand. And I think, unfortunately, the upshot of it in healthcare is that uh, physicians and hospitals and clinics and practices um, tend to want to often dismiss criticisms as uh, unfair. Um, you know, we all know that, that not every patient is a happy, well-adjusted, psychologically balanced person. And, and we, with our own clients, we deal with complaints by patients that are that are frankly problems for their providers. And, and in many cases, they're problems because I think they've suffered chronic health issues for all their life, and you know, that would make, make me cranky too. Uh, so there's a little bit of a tendency to dismiss online reviews as not scientific, which they are not, uh, and often not fair, which uh, they, they certainly are not always fair, um, and not a representative sample. All that's true. Uh, but here is the, the countering argument to that. Uh, there is often enough information and in reviews to be useful to healthcare providers uh, and, and not let them be so dismissive of this online um, phenomenon that's going on now, rate your doctor phenomenon. And there was a study a couple of years ago uh, by a, um, a group of physicians in a peer-reviewed journal, Health Affairs, that found that any hospital that had um, at least three reviews on Yelp um, was uh, fairly well and fairly represented uh, in those reviews. In fact, the study compared the reviews to the HCAPS reviews uh, that we all probably know and love well in, um, in, in, in the hospital world. It's the Hospital Consumer Assessment of Healthcare Providers and Systems, of course, HCAPS. And what the study found was, that, again, these three, if, if anybody had at least three reviews, they correlated pretty well to the HCAP surveys. And in, in addition, they actually gave more, tended to give more information than the HCAPS uh, uh, revealed. So um, I, I think uh, that's a pretty good sign that we can't totally throw these online reviews out the window. And to be honest, you know, a lot of patients don't know how to find uh, the information from HCAF reviews or uh, some of the hospitals that are doing their own transparent reports on their customer service and so on. It's hard for the average patient to know where to go to, to find those things. Whereas Yelp and other websites like it are very easy um, to find on the internet. And, and that means that we're probably getting some of the best information we can get from social media currently. Until a better system comes along, um, I think that healthcare consumers, hospital patients included, can have some degree of confidence in these reviews when you read them as a large number, when you read them in, in the aggregate, when you look for recurring patterns of complaints or praise, it probably means those are fairly accurate comments on social media, notwithstanding the fact that they are not scientific, uh, scientifically based or a large sample. 
And Ron, how can healthcare consumers avoid and address customer service issues? <laughs> well, the first thing I say is lead a healthy lifestyle so you don't have to go to the hospital. <laughs> right. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, our advances in medicine are helping us in that direction. Uh, as you know, there is just a dramatic increase in, in day surgeries and, and outpatient surgeries now, and you can even have a, a total hip replacement as uh, as an outpatient and go home the same day of the surgery. Uh, so, so that's helping as well. Um, as far as selecting hospitals, I think there's a, a number of things that, that patients can keep in mind. One of them is not to necessarily accept the recommended hospital given to you by your provider, whether it's your surgeon or your primary care doctor. You know, do your own research. Be your own advocate. Uh, get educated. And I, I frankly say, go to Yelp and some other websites and see what others are saying about their, their experiences in these hospitals. We do this when we buy something on Amazon.com or any other online retailer. We see what other customers have said. And we go by fairly faithfully. We are, we, if you're wise, we take a grain of salt with, with these reviews, and we typically dismiss the overly praising and the overly critical ones. But by and large, I think even in selecting hospitals, it's a reliable guide that you, you can go by. Uh, another issue that we saw a lot in this study, I think is very relevant here, we saw an awful lot of complaints about emergency departments, emergency rooms. Uh, and we can understand that from the inside because almost by design, EDs are chaotic. Uh, they often have more than they can handle uh, in some of the most acute cases. And it's just hard to, to do your best customer service inside EDs. Uh, so I think some of the problems that have added to that are the fact that too many people wait until something is an emergency or they believe it's an emergency and they show up in, in the ED. Uh, urgent care centers are hopefully taking some of the relief off of this, off of taking uh, some of the pressure off of uh, emergency departments. Um, and I think also <laughs> your insurance company, if you are insured, will certainly uh, discourage you from using uh, emergency rooms because the uh, the charges and the deductibles are usually much higher. So th that's another thing to keep in mind. And lastly, I would say if you are going to be hospitalized, one of the best things you can do is to go with someone who ha who is a loved one or a trusted friend who can be your second set of eyes and ears. Uh, and this is something else that really turned up a lot in our review in our uh, examination of these reviews. There were a lot of people who complained that they got billed for specialist visits that they didn't authorize or even know were coming. Uh, and I think that's what your your uh, advocate who goes with you to the hospital can help you with. You know, hospitalizations often are usually require sedation and patients are, are woozy or even unconscious while lots of things are happening around them. With another set of eyes and ears, you can have a good observer and a recorder of events, and they can help you later if you want to dispute anything that you felt was, was unfair in, in a charge for a specialist that you didn't give consent to, to come see you and bill you for. So those are some, some general tips, I think. Um, I also want to say, Mike, we do have some of these tips and more uh, on a web page at the address tipsforhospitalconsumers.com, tipsforhospitalconsumers.com. So if, if anyone's uh, considering hospitalization, uh, that might be a place to check into for some, some advice and guidelines. That's great, Ron. And if, if anyone in our audience would like to uh, find out more about your analysis, uh, 
in, in, in this case, um, where can they go for more information? We have it on our website, vanguardcommunications.net. Vanguard is spelled with a U, V-A-N-G-U-A-R-D, communications, that's plural, .net. And if you will look under the tab, uh, I believe it's under healthcare news, you will see the, some more details about our findings, our, our press release, and so on. If you look under healthcare marketing and management news, uh, you will find several articles on this study and others that we've done. Ron Harmon King, thank you for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. It's been my pleasure and uh, honor, Mike. Thank you very much for having me. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the Hospital Finance Podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest, drop us a line at update at Bessler.com. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.